The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So I want to tell you a story. It's a story that uh, happened very recently, and I'm actually kind of still in the middle of it. And you'll realize why it's, it's, it's an ongoing journey for me, this experience. I bought a car recently. And, uh, you know, I wanted it to be a cheap car and I wanted it to just get me around locally. So I'm not. I'm not going to buy it through any official avenues. Uh, so expensive. I just need a little jalopy to get me around locally. So I find some guy on like a Craigslist type of app. <clears throat> I meet with him. I get the car. He gives me over the title and I start driving home. On the way home, the car starts acting up. Now, it's a risk. When you do that type of transaction, it's a risk. And I know I'm taking a risk. I try and do the best assessment. I try and not put too much money into it. So I took the risk. And on the way home, the car is acting up. And I realized, oh no, I think I might have been ahead. All right. I reach out to the person and I start getting a little resistance. I tell them, listen, I'll take the car to the mechanic and let's see what they say. I go and I bring the car to the mechanic. Meanwhile, I say, well, let me go transfer the title of the car into my name. I don't want them to work on the car. The mechanic looks at the car. He says it's fixable. Just, it won't be that expensive. I mean, he could do it. I said, well, let's wait till I transfer the car. Let it be mine before we start putting money to it. So I go over to try and get the, the title transferred. And they say, well, there's this one little cross out on it. So you just need a new title. You just need to get it printed out. I said, great. How do I do that? I said, oh, you can't do it. The original owner has to do it and they'll give you the title again. No problem. I reach out to the guy who sold me the car. I said, you know, listen, I'm good with the repair. We'll take it. And I'm trying to uh, make this work. So I'm like, oh, I got the repair. Don't worry about it. But I just need a new title. It becomes very, very clear very quickly. The fellow who sold me the car is not the person on the title. I reach out to him. I say, hey. Now this doesn't go anywhere. This doesn't work. You got to take your money back. Of course, he cuts off all ties with me and he won't reach out. He's unreachable. Okay. So, simply put, I'm sunk. It's over. There's nothing to do. You don't have a title. You don't have a car. So the car, the money I put into it, it's done. I said, well, you know what? Maybe. Why don't I search the name that's on the title? If it's not this guy, well, it's got to be somebody. So I do a Google search. I put in the name. You know, this is like a total dream of an attempt here, but you never know. Put in the name. A name comes up. I find the numbers associated with that name. I call them. No, the numbers don't aren't valid. They don't go through. The one that goes through, the person says, wrong number. All right, I tried, I tried, what could I do? I have my brother, I said, okay, 
drive me to the mechanic. I tell the mechanic, we're not doing the repair. I'm going to pick up the car. And my brother drives me to the mechanic. I tell my brother, this is the way it is. What, what, what can we do, right? Hashem runs the world. Hashem runs the world. He wants to take my money, he take my money. I walk into the mechanic. They say, okay, you got to pay for the diagnostic uh, fee for assessing the problem. I say, sure, no problem. And I'm waiting there as they're ringing me up. And since I'm standing there anyways, I say, by the way, Billy, you'll never believe what, what just happened to me. What? I tell them the whole story. So like, wow, okay, wow, that's crazy. Another guy there was like, yeah, that once happened to me. They gave me the keys and they're about to wish me off to have a merry life. As I'm getting ready to walk out of their office, Billy, the owner of this shop, tells me, you know, by the way, that car is actually in our system. Just says it nonchalantly like that. Very interesting, that car is actually in our system. I said, what? He said, that car years ago, it came into our shop. I said, really? Do you, do you have a name associated with that account? They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and they said the name. I said, that's the name that's on the title. I said, do you have a number? Do you have a number with that? He said, yeah, here's the number. I walked out of that shop. I called the number. It went directly to the, pr- the real, true previous owner of the car. The person had sold it, one person to the next person. None of them had changed the title. They were all trying to be shady. And it was a lady and she was happy. that She was so sad to hear what happened to me. She lived locally here in Memphis, and she was happy to drive down and help me get a new title and sort the whole thing out. I came to the mechanic to throw away my money. I walked out a few minutes later with the exact phone number to the exact person that can save me. And I'm on the phone with this lady, and she's commiserating and happy to help, and then she says, but I have to ask you, how did you get my number? We don't know each other. I said, okay, for this, this is God. Because what are the odds, my friends, that I would end up out of every mechanic in Memphis, that I would end up taking this car to the exact mechanic that this woman took it to, six, seven years earlier? What are the odds that I would ever be able to find a random number of a random name of a random person that nobody knows? That I'm only connected to because somebody's trying to scam me that I would ever find the one person in the world that can fix the problem. But let's go deeper. Why was I even at the mechanic? Because as I'm driving away and the car starts acting up, I'm like, oh man, right? This guy scammed me. There's a problem with the car. And what was Hashem saying? He's saying, shh, Nissan, shh. I'm just getting you to the mechanic 
so that when you need the name and number of the person who can help you, you will be in the right place. Because if I don't send you to that mechanic, you're never going to get this car. So breathe easy, Nissan. Turn on the music. Start dancing because you're not riding alone. I'm riding right next to you, Hashem says. Turn up the Purim music. Because you do not ride alone. Unbelievable. The problem ends up being the most miraculous solution. And that is a miracle, my friends. It is a miracle that I should take it there. And it is a miracle that it should be the place that that person took it to. It is, it's impossible, statistically impossible that that should happen. And why does it happen? This was the thing I was so struck by at the time. There's no great story here. There's no, and that's how my family's lives were saved. And this is how the Jews got out of Haman's destruction. No. The whole story was about a guy in Memphis and the junky car he wanted to buy. That's it. That's the whole punchline. The punchline is Hashem saying, I want to be with you in your shack. I want to be with you in your life. I want to be with you when you buy a car. I am with you. I'm going to live with you. I'm going to make miracles happen for you. Because we're like this. Because that's how invested I am in you. Because that's how much I care about you. Because that's how much I love you. And so, yes, it's a miracle. It's a per miracle to get what? Rabbi Nissan, his junkie car. That's right. That's reason enough for Hashem to turn over the world. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.